Alex and Peter. Good morning, my love. Good morning, my love. How'd you sleep last night? Um, well, I had every intention of sleeping well. I took every precaution to get really good sleep because I wanted to wake up early. How many Xanax? Three Xanax. No! And I meditated. Stop popping pills. And I meditated, and I still woke up every hour and a half, like, rolling around, like, but I still woke up with energy, um, and I'll let you explain why. Why, why did you wake up with energy? Why do I? Oh, that? That's why you woke up for? Well, okay, all right. So I guess we have a special event on the podcast today. We have our first uh, co- guest, guest, guest star. Guest star? Star? Yeah, she's a you, star. You show up and you immediately become a star? Well, she's infamous. She's been mentioned before. She's the only, like, by name person that we've not edited out, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So... You, your first name is Natalie, but you go by many last names. We'll just go with Natalie for now to keep some, uh, some secret to it. There are many Natalies out there, but you are ours. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. Uh, how do you want people to know you? What do you, what do you want them to know about you? And, oh, and remember, man. this is the public. Yeah, that, well, first, this is a rare moment where I'm awake before 9 a.m. Yay, you! So this is a, <laughs> a rare. I got up in the snow, drove all the way here, got up early. So I also went to bed early last night, and... How did you sleep? I actually slept well. Good, babe. Thank you. I was grateful for it, because I woke up with a little bit of energy this morning. How many Xanax? <laughs> Two. What the fuck? Is everyone on Xanax, Xanax except for me? I have an anxiety disorder. Me too. Well, who doesn't? Uh, you have medication for your anxiety, you just don't take it. Oh, I just like raw dog in life, though. Like, oh, it's such a rush. Just uh, chemicals in my blood and my brain. <laughs> Terrible. Uh. Terrible. But we're all here. It's morning time. The cats having are scurrying about. We're having coffee. Having coffee. You guys filled the craft way too much. We did. We overfilled the craft. But you know what? We have a lot of coffee. We got a lot of coffee. Oh, shout out to, uh, let's see, how will we refer to this person? Uh, our friend who used to live in Kansas City, then lived in Denver, but now lives in Austin. You know who you are. Uh, thank you for this delicious coffee. I can't remember what the brand is. They'll be the next sponsor of the of our, of the podcast whenever I shout out a sponsor. That's not Hinnanau Tahiti Tahiti's beer. Make every time a Hinnanau time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so shout out to that guy. It <laughs> was we a housewarming gift. It was a housewarming gift. We couldn't just drink Folgers with the infamous Natalie. Well, I'm a I'm a uneducated coffee snob. Notoriously so, a coffee snob. A- anything that's not a big brand is good. I'm pretty excited about the coffee. Yeah. How is it? Have you guys gotten it's a drink It's good. Yet? I'm happy with I, it. I actually haven't. Here, I'm, I'm going to take my first sip. So, wait, here you go. Some ASMR for the listener. Wow. <laughs> was that good? That's, that was like almost out of like a, one of those sound packs you can buy where you just get the stock noises. Yeah. That was stock guy sipping coffee. Or soup. Or soup. Yeah. Had soup vibes. Mm-hmm. So normally we have a little, a bit of a theme for each episode and you had some experiences that you wanted to talk about that kind of go around a theme that you and Liz talked about. What is today's theme? Today's theme, we're talking about typical customs or maybe not so typical when you move into a new neighborhood, when you move into a house in a new neighborhood, what do you do? And, um, Peter, would or would you like to start with, you know, what your idea was when we moved into our new neighborhood? 
Yeah. So the so we we used to live with my mom in like the ch- the house that I grew up in, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause like we moved back in there when you went to grad school uh, to like put together money and like you know just I mean that's it to put together money. Um, and so like I knew the neighbors around there for the most part. Like I knew the people who lived on either side. I knew the people who lived across the street. But I wouldn't say that we like had close community. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't until within the last couple of years that I like exchanged phone numbers with everybody because nobody had done that at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we kind of lived there during a weird time between like when people, when, when cell phones were ubiquitous or before when cell, cell phones were ubiquitous and then after. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I don't know, we kind of knew them and like, I guess we had their house numbers at some point, but where does that shit live? You know? Um, so I didn't want that to be a repeat when we moved in here. Yeah. So shortly after we moved in, I was kind of, batting around the idea of, you know, like, what do I do to kind of ingratiate myself to the neighbors? And I was like, people like sweet foods, you know, and like, you know, as long as I say like, hey, hope you don't have any allergies. And if you do, I'll bring something else by. But uh, I went to the bakery, like the local bakery down the street from where we all live. I bought a couple coffee cakes, uh, wrote my first and last name (coughs) down uh, on a piece of paper with my email address and my phone number. And just, you know, said, hey, text me anytime. And so I went next door to the people who live on either side of us and knocked on the door. It took a couple tries because like, I don't know, even though cars are out front, people aren't always home or like maybe they're deaf or something. I don't know. Um, shout out my neighbors. And yeah, they like when we eventually got a hold of them, you know, just gave them a coffee cake. We actually kind of startled one of them. Uh, the, the ones who live to our, uh, what that be, West. Um, we like knocked on the, and they like came to the door with like an angry look on their face. Like they, they were like plussed. And I could tell, like, they're not used to people knocking on their door very often. And maybe I knocked and, like, I, I've actually thought about this since then. I'm going to, if I can see the person before I walk up, I'm going to try to choose, like, a cultural touchstone, like, jingle that they would know. Like, for, for an older person, it would be, dun, 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 dun. That's, dun, my, dun. that's, my, that's right? my go-to friendly knock. Right, friendly knock, right? Because I, I don't, I, I think I just knocked. And, like, in retrospect, probably could have done a better job with the knock delivery. But anyway, like, kind of just as soon as they saw the coffee cake and they knew that they were getting a coffee cake for free and that I was just like, Hey, I've moved in next door. want to know who you are. I want you to know if you ever need anything, here's my number. Like, feel free to text me and like, da 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 da. And like, just acted kind of stupid. And they were like, Oh, this stupid guy's giving me a coffee cake. Like, that's nice. I mean, I was with you. And you were with me too. Yeah. So. And then our, how did, how did you experience that? I felt like our neighbor, our West side neighbor to the West looked just really like incredibly surprised like you said that someone was at the door and very confused at what we were doing mm-hmm. um and the neighbor to the east when we knocked on the door also seemed like caught off guard that we were there mm-hmm. um but he w- wouldn't you say like after we kind of explained what we were doing that we you know just wanted to bring over a gift mm-hmm. and um here's our number he, he got kind of a little bit emotional. like Oh, he got choked up. Yeah, he like, he wow. kind of, he almost like, he, he teared up a little bit. Yeah. Like he, uh, wow. at least that's kind of what I, what I, I don't, I don't know. Like when you notice someone kind of getting a little verklempt, you know, maybe like, like this might be a face saving thing, but you kind of like turn away from it, like to act like, like culpable deniability of like, oh, you shouldn't feel shame at like, da 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 because yeah. I didn't even see it, you know, yeah. like that sort of thing. Um, so like. I don't know. If, I didn't want to like stare the guy down when he's crying or anything. So um, yeah, I, think I mean, he really he, seemed to appreciate yeah, he, it. Yeah, he was touched. 
So, like, and he, I mean, he's a single guy, lives alone. I don't know what his situation is, so. Um, but I, I thought it was really sweet. You got, you were, like, to both of them, you were, like, maybe we'll have you over for dinner sometime. And Oh, I intend to. Like, when the, when the weather gets nice, we have the smoker. We just got the smoker uh, move from the old house to the new house. Like, I'm going to do a grill, and I'm going to, like, do, you know, everybody likes hamburgers. You can't be offensive with hamburgers, right? And so we do some cheeseburgers, like, do it up nice, have condiments, like, have them over. Oh, you guys want to tour the house? See what we've done with it? Oh, yeah, it's a work in progress. Yada, yada. You know, that, all that mm-hmm. neighbor shit. Um, yeah, I fully intend on doing that when the weather gets nice and we get a little bit more stuff in. But, like, who wants to see an empty... Everybody's seen an empty box in an unfinished basement and unfinished attic. Like, yeah, I want to settle shit. in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Would you say that you feel like that's common practice, Peter, to do? Or was it just your idea? Like, how did you come up with doing that? Um, well, so I, I gave you the backstory on how I didn't want to repeat the, the thing in the last neighborhood, you know, kind of where we never like, and you know, previous places that we lived, like when we lived in Lawrence, right downtown, we didn't know any art of our neighbors. Right. We had a crazy person like leaving blood mark, like hand, bloody handprints all through the, the walls and like the police had to come and like there was a whole fucking thing. That was the one time that I saw our neighbors when that, that to clarify, it was in the hallway and not in our apartment. Oh, it was, yeah, sorry, yeah. And it was a... Oh, it was like, the night after the, the AFC championship game, uh, uh, like, four or five years ago now at this point. Like, a long time ago. And, and the police thought it was, like, a homeless person who got into a fight or something and was Not trying... even a homeless person, just a person got into a fight after the game and got the shit beat out of him, tried to run away from the person who was beating the shit out of him and ran through our hallway and just, like, was bleeding, like, trying to find a place That was to scary. Hide. There was blood on was our blood. doorknob. Every, oh, that person tried every doorknob. Yeah. Anyway, that's, I, I guess we kind of told the whole story. I was going to say that's a story for another time, but that's the short version of it. But anyway, um, but yeah, like the point being, uh, didn't feel like I had community really at other places that I had lived in other neighborhoods. And I figured we're going to be here for a long time. Like, you know, over time, I don't want to be spending like what, 40 bucks on coffee cake every week, you know, just cause I'm not, I'm not rolling in coffee cake money like that. But, uh, you know, like when, when convenient, I would like to do that more, just like have a coffee cake on deck. Like I told you, like, yeah, we see the same people walking their dogs around like all the time. I want to make friends with the people who walk their dog. Like where, Hey, here, I see you walking around all the time and I want to be friends with people in my neighborhood. Here's a coffee cake while you're walking your dog. Hope it's not too heavy. Hope you don't have a long way back with this free coffee cake. You know, here's my phone number and my email address. Like, let me know. Neighborhood watch, right? I live, I own that house right there. Let's neighborhood watch. Yeah. I look out the window constantly. I see you. That's not creepy. That's not creepy. Speaking of like knocking, like in a way that's aggressive, that might be the same thing. Yeah, right. But just have a dog. Too fucking just friendly. Have like a, have a, a dog treat bowl that you go and give the dog a treat and like start a conversation. Yeah, hey, cheaper, than a, a dog a treat? Yeah. cheaper than that's a. Cheaper than a. That's true. Oh yeah, I do dog cheap. treats. Yeah. See? Um, well... But yeah, so, so yes, uh, I, but I also think it's kind of like a, where did I get it from? I think it's kind of like a, like, like ideal Americana, like 1950s shit, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you got a housewife who, like, all she, because, because you could work a three-quarter time job and own a house and a car and take a vacation every year and raise three kids and have a fucking dog and, like probably a mistress and like you fucking whatever. And then like you got basically a slave at home who, what does she do? She breastfeeds the kids until they're old enough to run around on their own. And then she makes the fucking house nice. And if people come over, she placates them. And then she's a fucking sex slave. 
And it's so aggressive. And then and then she makes cookies for the fucking native, and she does your social shit for you too. Don't forget, she cooks dinner every night. And she cooks dinner for you every night, right? And she does your fucking laundry. That, that's what I meant by like making like I even now I'm minimizing it by saying she does all the home shit, right? But all the home shit is like l- literally a laundry list. More than a full time job. More than a full time job, and so. Yeah, like, I don't know, I guess it's kind of like recreate, like, if I had the time, and I do, to think about my neighbors and cultivate a relation with, relationship with them, I should. Uh, so, yeah, I, I am the 1950s housewife. I am persecuted. This is about me. Wow. Oh my gosh. The struggles. So, Natalie, I'd like to hear, um, well, I just want to celebrate the fact that our best friend Natalie, in the same year, also... Bought, bought my a, first house. Bought her first house with her partner, and um, and you live 15 minutes away from us. I do. And I would love to hear about your experience and like um of moving into a new neighborhood and neighbors and maybe start with like your background a little bit because yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. So I've moved around a lot. My so my opinion when we talk about kind of the cultural norms of moving into new places. I think it's important to note that I was raised by Southern parents. Mm-hmm. My mom's from Georgia. My dad's from Texas. And so there's a lot of Southern norms I carry with me, although I'm very much a Midwesterner. Um, and when it comes to moving into new places, I moved around a ton as a child. I think we had seven different homes. Um, and at every single one, my mom would make from scratch cookies or some kind of baked good, and we would take it to the surrounding neighbors to introduce ourselves and to start a relationship on a really positive note. All seven times? Yeah, all seven times. Wow. Mm. Um, it was kind of our way of having an excuse to meet the neighbors and, um, you know, eventually share contact information when that was more of a norm, but just to have that kind of community building effort. And it always, in my memory, and I have a child's memory, but it always went over really well. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I've I've wanted to do this in many a time that I've moved in. Actually, with my partner, we lived in California, and I remember when I first moved to California, I told him that I wanted to bring cookies to the neighbors and he like put a stop to that. He was like, absolutely not. That's not a norm. Like, don't do that. Um, and this is in the year, like what, 2020 or something like that? That would have been 2024, 25, 2020. No, sorry. Yeah. 2015. Having hard. Okay. It's early. It's early. 2020. We are literally living in the goddamn future. All right. It's early. I haven't had enough coffee. 2015. 2015. So, um, fast forward to now with this house, this is my, First home that I've owned, um, I'm really excited to really make an impact on the neighborhood and make, like you said, a community. I really want to be friends with my neighbors. I want to be the type mm-hmm. of neighbors that, like, if someone needs me to grab a package from their doorstep or to be there for some reason or, or need, need something from me, I would be there and vice versa. To have um, a community feel and, and the, the feel of the neighborhood as we walked around it felt like that was kind of the norm. We walked across, you know, past a few people walking their dogs and lots of friendly conversations. And so I was really motivated to make cookies. And so this weekend I had a failed attempt. I, um, turned out, turns out my oven is like super powered and I made cookies and I burnt them all. Oh, the pictures are so good. Yeah. You burnt them to shit. They were, yeah. Charcoal. You made charcoal. I made charcoal. They were actually black. I've never seen cookies that (laughs) burnt before. So I did a second go of it. Yeah, very, very powerful oven. So I did a second go of it um, yesterday, last night, and made an abundance of cookies. I put together nine plates. Are they gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan? They are vegan, gluten-free, and nut-free. I tried to cover all the major allergens. So if someone had an allergy, that they could still eat my cookies. Um, And so I put together nine plates 
with nine handwritten cards introducing us, and my dog and I went around um, to the neighbors uh, behind us who look into our yard, the neighbors on either side, and then the neighbors across the street um, to leave cookies in the note. And I knocked on every door um, or rang the doorbell to hopefully meet the person, and out of nine, one answered and was very startled by my presence. Um, she was not expecting someone on her front porch, and it, I was expecting a really like warm um, response to bringing baked goods and a note, and that was not necessarily the response. Um, they were nice enough, you know, certainly nothing negative to say about this neighbor, but um, they were more curious about, you know, if, you know, our house and the fact that they'd seen packages and, you know, who was living there and had a bunch of questions, and we had a pretty short conversation um, it wasn't, it wasn't terribly overwhelmingly positive though, which kind of surprised me. You said she was startled and it startled you. It startled me. Like her start, like her being so caught off guard caught me off guard, which sort of started off the conversation on a weird note. And so she was clearly not expecting someone. And I came around about seven o'clock. So it wasn't super late at night, but it wasn't really early and it gets, it gets dark here early. So it was, and it's winter. So it, it was dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a couple other doors. I could hear dogs barking and people yelling at their dogs to be quiet. So I knew they were home. They chose not to answer the door. How did that make you feel? I actually understood that because for me, like, if I'm home alone, I don't want to answer the door at night. Um, so I just assumed that they were probably, like, you know, either single women or people who didn't feel comfortable answering the door at night. So I just left What time did you say it was? Seven. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the summer, yeah, that would have been... In the summer, it would have been yeah. more normal. I think it was... I wanted to hit a time frame that was, like... Not dinner. Not but dinner, like, not but right not after, too late. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. People were home from work. Like, I actually put way too much thought into this um, as the general overarching theme. Um, and so I was, like, I got home, and I was really sad because I had only interacted with one neighbor. Did, did you leave notes or anything I like left that? a note introducing all okay. of us with my phone number, and I was, like, really excited to, like, spend the night getting texts from neighbors and introducing myself and getting to know people even over text, and I, like, got home in, like, an hour passed, and I started to get really disappointed. Um, the good news is a couple of neighbors did respond and text back and thank me for the cookies, which made me really excited, so I know a couple of neighbors' names now, but it was just interesting, and it sprung a conversation on with Liz and I last night as I was processing through the disappointment of putting so much work and effort into trying to build a community and having it sort of be, like, in a felt sense, rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you kind of brought up the fact that not everyone responds, you know, to to that in a positive way. Like, it might not be wanted or, or normalized for everyone so in the neighborhood. So, I'll just share what I shared with Natalie last night. So, my family growing up, we moved twice. Never once did we ever, like, take anything to the neighbors or try to meet the neighbors. We kind of... in. Um, met them organically over time as we saw them but like I don't know if it's because my mom's a Kenyan immigrant but and it's I don't know but we never like that just wasn't our custom to take anything to the neighbors and so like when Peter had the idea to take baked goods to the neighbors and introduce ourselves it kind of threw me off guard even I was like why would we do that but I thought it was a kind gesture I mean I I thought it was thoughtful and considerate So I went, I wanted to go with him and introduce myself as well. So we did that, but like, I had never done that before. I don't know anyone who had ever done it before. And I basically told Natalie that if a neighbor had knocked on my door um, and I had opened it, I would have been like pleasantly, like I would have been startled and surprised, but pleasantly surprised 
But if someone left, like, a note and cookies at my door, I would appreciate it and think it was sweet, but I would never text them. Like, I would not text, I would not call. What the fuck? Like, I'd be like, oh, that's nice, and set it down in my kitchen and never think about it again. Yeah, that's surprising. Like, and what I told Natalie... You're weird as fuck. What I told Natalie (laughs) was that I wouldn't probably ever reach out to them for anything. Even if I needed something, I'd reach out to a friend or... Why? I just... I've never had that type of... I guess growing up, we had a couple of neighbors in the, like, the childhood home that I was, like, a little bit older and lived in for about seven years. Um, We knew our neighbors well enough to, like, go to their house and, like, have cookouts and stuff like that. And we we actually knew, like, five of our neighbors really well. Um, But I don't know. Just, like, in a new neighborhood, like... If I got someone's number, I just, unless I know them or have gotten to know them over time, I don't think I would ever reach out, and I don't think I would text a number if I hadn't met the person yet. But that's the point. They're trying to make contact to, like, establish some kind of touch point so that you can have a relationship. I just wanted to normalize for Natalie that just because she didn't get a bunch of texts doesn't mean that they didn't appreciate it or care. Just not everyone is inclined to, like respond respond that way way or have that be their natural thought process of like let me text this person like i would just be like okay i have their number like and put it in a drawer and probably not think about it again you've done that you've normalized it i'm just disappointed (laughs) i think what's also interesting is like from i mentioned my, my parents are southern so one of the things that I remember as a child, my parents were surprised that uh, neighbors weren't bringing baked goods to us as the new neighbors, because in the South, the the Southern tradition isn't actually for the new neighbor to bring baked goods. It's for the current neighbors to bring baked goods to the new neighbors so they have mm. food when they're moving in, and so they have, like, you know, some, like, introductions to the neighbors. So our bringing baked goods came about because we were all surprised living in the West Coast. We moved to California, and, from Texas? Um, yeah, so we moved from Texas to California and then on, on to Indiana and then Kansas and, and all of those places. Nobody brought baked goods. So about a weekend, my parents would be like, well, we need to, we need to do it then. And mm. so they felt like they needed to carry on that tradition. But in the yeah. South, like it would, you would actually be getting baked goods from your neighbors. So there, that's a cultural thing for, and there are a number of different mechanisms at play there, right? So you talked about there's the um, new person in your community, you want to make sure that they have food, like that whole sort of thing. So the cult, there's a, one of the cultural things there is that like you, if a person has abundance, they're less likely to do crime and things like that. Like if oh, they're, if yeah. they're not hungry, then they don't need to steal food. Right. Not, not that, that that's the case all the time. Yeah. But then there's another aspect of like, especially in American culture, like, um, and in the South, I bet you do like a lot of casserole dishes or things oh, that yeah. come in like uh, uh, glass pans or metal yeah. or not disposable, right? And then there's the ritual of going back to the neighbor and returning the thing, right? Yeah. Or the oh, neighbor coming back to you because that's the, that's another touch point of establishing relationship, right? Yeah. Um, and like, the, the, I want to go back to something that you said earlier. Your mom didn't do gifts and things like that, which surprises me because in Africa, like I, I just uh, read Sapiens, right? And the there they touch on like gifting cultures and different things like that and how that's like a mechanism in certain parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And so like that surprised me because like North Africa, East Africa, I mean all of Africa really, uh, and like the Middle East like are big gifting cultures. Right. And like, but like I guess it wouldn't make sense for that to like come back over here because she did live in Ireland and then also in Wichita. Well, I want to be clear though, like if anyone came over, the first thing my mom says is, can I get you some tea? 
Right. And with tea, she would bring like biscuits or some sort of a. She's a treat. big host. She's she she definitely is like a let me feed you, mm-hmm. let me give you something to like warm to drink. Mm. But we didn't necessarily do an in, like let me let me preemptively go to the neighbors and gift them something. It's like whoever is comes into our home, we would host them with food and drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like we did not have the norm of like let me go introduce myself to the neighbors and sure. get to know them. More coffee, please. What surprised me about my experience with my neighborhood so far, and okay, so I took nine plates, so we're still waiting on, I still, I still have expectations to hear from people. <laughs> oh my coming. God. Um, but what was interesting to me was the, um, my expectation was that the older neighbors would find that more normal and maybe the, the younger neighbors may not, right? Like maybe it's not part of our generation's culture, but the positive responses I got from neighbors were all younger <laughs> People about our age. Oh, really? And um, the one woman I startled on her porch, um, she was about middle-aged. And I could tell she, like, when I handed her the plate of cookies, she felt, like, very uncomfortable that I had given her something. Like, she felt like, what are you handing me? Mm-hmm. Kind of a thing. And so I found it interesting, even in that microcosm of a um, example, that the younger people were the ones to text and thank me and, like, give me their mm-hmm. names and... You know, like, in a, in, and interact. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because we have a lot of plates of cookies out there with a lot the, of notes. The, the woman waiting. who was awkward, was she a boomer or was she, like, a Gen Xer? If, you know, it's hard to age her because if she was a boomer, she aged beautifully. Um, she might be a late Gen Xer. Uh, I think she was probably late 50s, maybe. Interesting. Okay. So, um, oh, yeah. but... So, I mean, that's boom. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the neighborhood has been over, I mean, as we, because we have a dog, so we have been walking our dog, and my partner loves to walk, and so, like, one of the things that he does um, as, as his ritual is to go on long walks every day, um, and he's, like, a big walker, and so we have been going on walks in our neighborhood, and so in doing, walking our dog, we have run into neighbors, um, and, and then to Liz's point, like, more organically met them, and, and my partner, I had a conversation with my partner last night about this, and... He had kind of some interesting comments about it because he was like, well, if it was up to me, we would never have done that. Like, we would never have brought baked goods, but we would have just met people, like, walking our dog and, like... Organically. Organically. Yeah. And so his culture, being from California, was to kind of meet more organically. And he's he is funny, though. He's a very private person. Um, mm-hmm. So even that, like, he's he's a very friendly and, like, cordial guy. But he's very private. And so he actually, like, would see a neighbor and probably, like, immediately go into his house. Like, he is not the type of person to like want to wave at the neighbor and start a conversation whereas I'm like compulsively friendly and oh, yeah. I like really make him uncomfortable by like pursuing interactions with people to the point that the other person's probably uncomfortable but I I really crave that community experience and that's what I'm hoping to build in my neighborhood and so we'll see where this plays out but it sprung for even my partner and I an interesting conversation around norms because for him he's He's a private person, and so he would felt because I asked him how he would respond if someone did that, and he was like, oh, I would never text them back. I would, like, you know, if I ran into them on the street, I would say, oh, thank you for the cookies. Like, they were delicious, but he wouldn't go out of his way to do that, like, or to have that interaction. Like me. Yeah, much more like you. Interesting. Yeah, so it's just funny how, like, depending on the area of the country you're at, depending on even your age, depending on, like, so many factors... That norm shifts. Um, I texted my mom last night and I was like, "Hey, like we we did this, right? Like we brought cookies." And she was like, "Well, of course." 
Yeah. Of course we did that. And I, I think that goes back to her Southern kind of Georgian yeah. roots where like you always bring baked goods to the neighbors. And I remember distinctly one of my first memories of moving was like my mom was like offended that the neighbors did not bring over baked goods because she didn't feel welcomed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we were, we had just moved to California. And so she like wanted to build community and it was like really hard for us because it wasn't the norm of San Francisco to go to your neighbors because there's this sort of sense of like stranger danger where like you there is a lot of privacy and there isn't that same community feel that she was used to in the south so as we moved west it was a really hard adjustment for her Mm. so so that makes me wonder like how does community develop in places where it's not the norm to because like the the whole like gifting thing right it's it's some anthropologists think that it's a manifestation of kind of like uh, an informal debt culture. Like if everyone's a little bit in debt to everybody else, then we all have a vested interest in everybody else's well-being because, well, I'm not going to get the thing that I loaned, you know, whatever yeah. to if he dies of hunger. So I, I'll give him some food now, you know, like that kind of thing. Interesting. Um, like that, that's like a very, I'm butchering the idea, but like you get, you get the gist of it, well, right? Riffing on death like that debt culture uh-huh. I mean I guess in some ways that was kind of a motivating factor for me because I wanted to do something nice so that like we're building community you make a good impression but it's also like I want you to watch out for my house I want you to watch out for my well-being like I, yeah. I want you to care about me and mm-hmm. my home in the way that I'm trying I want to ingratiate myself to you yeah. so that you like me so that you'll be yeah. more likely to do nice things for me yeah. if the situation should ever arise and our neighborhood is, an, is, is it's a lovely neighborhood but it's in the it's city it's small it's a small neighborhood it's in the city um, there's not a lot of us, and so like I do expect to hopefully be on a first name basis. But I know it's gonna be an interesting, even in my own family, like my partner not being a very like overtly pursuant person of those types of relationships. It's going to be interesting navigating that dynamic as I like actively pursue the neighbors <laughs> as they walk out of their home, and he's gonna be like booking it inside. Um, it'll be funny to see how how that plays out just in in our own dynamic. It's just funny that how people are different in that way because when we were living at Peter's mom's house um I would say the only neighbors we would really regularly talk to lived across the street it was like an older couple and and also the neighbors to the like right and left of us anytime Peter saw them outside he would like wave and like walk up to them and start a conversation try to tell a joke ask them how they're doing ask about their grandkids and Try to remember people's names, names of people who were like were there the last time we talked. Yeah, like, literally, my reaction every time I saw the neighbors was to just go about my business, like shut my car door, get inside. Yeah, like maybe like the ones that we were friendly with, I would wave, but keep going. But like, it, it just always like surprised me when Peter would like stop what he was doing and like walk up to them and like go talk to them, shake their hand, look them in the eyes. Well, how's, I would just how's like, your family? Awkwardly, you know, yeah. Shit. See, I'm, I'm more, I'm more along the lines of that. I would awkwardly yeah. stand by the car and wait for him to be done. Which is funny because knowing both of you so well, like, I think people who know you would assume it maybe be the opposite because Peter, you notoriously don't like people. Yeah, more often than not. Yeah, and Liz, you're so like open-hearted and like love people, but it's just interesting that even in like. A setting of your own home that you experience like a little bit more like privacy or like want like the desire for more privacy yeah like I don't want to I want my social interactions to be ones that are planned or that I like have prepared for 
like mentally prepared for. Like if I'm just like running errands and like in and out of my car and going to my house, like I don't want to have a conversation. Like I'll wave at you, but like don't talk to me. <laughs> oh, see, I'm always up for. I I, I want to remember people's names. I mm-hmm. want to ask about how they're doing mm-hmm. and like. I mean, just small things like me. Who is this character? What is their story? (laughs) Like small things like I have a dog and and she's going to bark. And like I want my neighbors to have my cell phone number to be like, hey, your dog's annoying me. Or like like to to tell like to to have that sort of like relationship where I can make sure that like I'm always being respectful of them and they have access to me if there's anything they need to have me adjust to make their lives more comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I feel like I'm very mindful of like my influence on a neighborhood and like you know, if uh, if she's inside barking too much or, you know, like that, that kind of thing. Well, you know what? That made me think I'm really grateful that Peter wanted to take the coffee cakes to the next door neighbors, especially um, because like we plan on hosting one day when we're more settled in. And if we ever have like, you know, 10 people over and, you know, lots of cars out front, I want us to be able to get like have that relationship with our next door neighbors and we probably need to get to know the neighbors across the street just so that we can like let them know like you know there may be cars out front this evening like if we're too loud Mm -hmm. please text us um we'll try to you know keep it down we'll be done by this time like blah 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 blah, like so that they're not irritated with us Mm -hmm. yeah but also like i don't know we share a driveway with the neighbors on our left side and i was grateful that we met him because he he actually shared with us like I never use that driveway so you you two can have full access to it and use it solely for yourselves. So now we know we can park in the shared driveway whenever we want without thinking we're inconveniencing the neighbors. And we wouldn't have known that, right? We would have yeah. been more hesitant to use our own driveway if we didn't know that he didn't use it, which we wouldn't have known if we hadn't met him. And so like a lot of good came out of Peter doing that, like Peter Peter and I doing that. But it was his idea. And also the neighbor to the right, the one that we really startled, um, she later sent us a thank you card. That's so sweet. Which I thought was really sweet with her and her partner's numbers in them. And so we... Did you text them? We group texted them. Nice. Peter's idea, not mine. <laughs> we group texted them and just let them know that if there's anything they ever need, like, we're here. Um, so, so I, I mean, what you two are saying makes sense. To me and I'm grateful that we did it and it kind of shifts my perspective on you know the benefits of you know getting to know, ingratiating yourselves to your neighbors like I just I it wasn't something I thought was necessary before but if we were ever to move again I now see like it, I would be fully on board for doing that again oh we're doing it right now and I I want to tell you about something an aspect of this that we have not gotten into enough okay the neighborhood watch all right. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about I, when I know everybody in this neighborhood, like you, some 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 shits going on. Like da, 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 da. we all know. And guess what? We don't call the police here. We shoot first. We bury bodies. Wow. Oh my god. All right. Wow, all right. Impressive. I'm not I'm not fucking talking about the police. I'm talking about our own independent, right? Our own independent enclave. We don't need to put up fences. We don't need to put up gates. People know when they're coming into the jungle. All right. I'm not talking about just a fucking neighborhood watch. I'm talking about a goddamn militia. Wow, that's not the direction I'm heading. All right. No, we're we're talking about like, like society is no. Yeah, this will be a fucking commune. We're gonna take that that green space in the middle of the triangle here. We're gonna turn it into a fucking public farm and orchard. All right. That would actually we're, be amazing. We're gonna we're gonna be food self sufficient. We're gonna, everything that we eat is gonna be grown on the fucking block. 
All right? I and if anybody wants to come in here and fuck with us, we will kill them. Well, a nicer version of that. I plan to have a garden. And you always have ex- excess when you have gardens. Mm-hmm. And I want my I want to be close enough with my neighbors to say, hey, like, we have, like, extra Got a lot of lettuce. Like, do you guys want any? Like, want to drop some? Like, I want to have the kind of relationship these where, These like, shishito peppers these, were robust. These, like, these elements of gifting continue where, like, I get a nice bottle of wine and text the neighbors, like, hey, do you want to come over and share a glass of wine? Or, like, to share my food in my garden? Or, um, and... I'm not necessarily, like, needing that reciprocated, but I want to be that kind of neighbor that's, like, very giving and, like, takes that kind of community aspect. Because I feel like, to me, it takes... Sometimes it takes one person to start a community. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and, and I'm not saying that, you know, the community doesn't exist. I'm really coming into this community now, mm-hmm. and I don't know what what relationships pre-exist, but, but I want to... But if, if nobody is being... Uh, intentional about doing anything in that way and you're the only person yeah. it's it's like if, if you're if there's a ball sitting there and it's not moving and you're the only person to push the ball well of course the ball's going to go in that direction you're the only person who thought to push the ball yeah right and like you might be in the middle of a game of basketball and you're the only person who's going after the ball yeah so yeah i think i think it's i mean i think peter to hit on your aspect of community which i love that you brought that up and and kind of your reasons for Wanting to bring baked goods. I think, to me, community is so important. The militia. And, you know, I think we both... Not the militia, but the community. Like, I think, you know, this is a permanent home for you guys. Mm-hmm. And this is a permanent home for me. And so, as I look at, like, the long term of what I want this place to be for me is I want to have... I mean, I have an abundance of friends. It's not that I need friends, which my partner was joking about last night. He's like, why do you need more friends? And I just stay collecting friends. If anyone knows me, I just collect people. But I I love having positive relationships in my life. And I think that those you live around, like there's an inherent connection to them. Mm-hmm. Like you you all share the sort of all ships rise with the tides kind of mentality. Like the better I can keep my lawn in my house, the higher property values we all we all share. Mm-hmm. And I, I think there's sort of this sense of like wanting to be a part of something bigger. And, and you know, I, I live over in the... Um, the west side of Kansas City, small little neighborhood, but I mean, I mean, everyone has really worked hard on their houses and mm-hmm. kept them. Our our home is, gosh, it's old. It was built in 1873, mm-hmm. so it's like one of you know a, a home that's been around in Kansas City for a long time. And there's like a historic element that I feel like I want to continue to honor, um, and and keep up. And so um, there's this aspect of like of of wanting to just do right by the neighborhood and and be good to the neighbors. And so. Um, my hope is that these relationships do flourish. I, my next door neighbor, it turns out, um, the building to the, if you're looking at our house to the right of us is this little cube and it's really cool. It's a art studio. Um, oh, cool. and she's an artist. And so we've had some interactions about her, her art and, um, I'm an artist. I'm a not practicing artist, but I'm an artist. And so there's just, I think there's a lot of potential for positive relationships. And I was, relieved to get a few texts um last night you know honestly even if i get no more responses i feel like i at least got a couple of the um responses i was hoping for but last night there was definitely as i talked to liz like a sense of immediate disappointment yeah, yeah. i feel like me telling you that i would not text a number me, yeah help normalize that not yeah. that's just not a custom for everybody yeah and it's hard it's you know it's funny because we all bring our cultural norms in mm-hmm. in our own you know, it's our it's our own kaleidoscope of the world. And for me, be, coming from Southern parents and Southern roots, um, living in a, in the Midwest, like I I definitely expected more of a warm welcome. And and I did get that. I ultimately, you know, later in the night and this morning, I got a text 
Um, so I, I've gotten a trickling in of, of responses, and, and my hope is that as people find these cookies, whether they respond or not, that they at least know that, that our effort is there to, like, build that community or be be friendly neighbors and um, and have that sort of, like, expression of kindness received. I think that's so considerate, so thoughtful, so intentional of both of you to to do that, and I really admire it, and I want to, like, like I said, that's not my history or what I was naturally inclined to do, but I've been influenced by both of you and just how sweet that is that moving forward, I, I think I've changed my, my perspective do, on... Do you think it'll make you more inclined to talk to the neighbors as you see them? No. <laughs> I will not talk to them. What but... the fuck? Come on! Well, you know, not if I'm like in the middle of my day doing things, but like... I do want to... You go for walks and things like that. Yeah, you're I mean, I do want to cultivate, like, a, a measure of friendliness. What is your version of cultivating a measure of friendliness? Like, if I am on a leisurely walk, I will stop and talk. Um, I want to know the neighbors next door to the right and left a, a little better. I want to be able to, you know, like I said, have the type of relationship where if we're going to be doing something unusual or different. We can give them a heads up. I don't want to annoy our neighbors. I want to be on good terms. Yeah. Um, even like I said, we, I want to get to know the neighbors across the street better. They look, they look interesting and I, I just want to be on friendly, good terms, but I don't necessarily like need, feel the need to like be more than acquaintances. See, I, I have the vision and we'll see if this vision gets realized, but I have the vision of like, hosting dinner parties with like the neighbors that we're friends with to all come over and like share bottles of wine and discussions and Mm -hmm. and have like an eclectic group of us who all share lots next to each other and you know share the same ground Mm -hmm. and to have the kind of relationship that like we host each other every couple months to kind of continue that Mm -hmm. um and I'm, i'm hopeful one of our neighbors responded um to our first interaction by saying like hey like We'd love to share a bottle of wine with you guys. And I, I felt, like, really warmed by that because that's kind of the relationship that I'm really hoping for. But my, my vision is to have dinners and, and gatherings and invite people over, especially when it's warm out, to, like, enjoy, you know, a, a glass of wine on the porch and let our dogs play together in the backyard and, mm. and that kind of thing. That's my hope. Well, let's talk about what a good neighborhood vibe looks like. Uh, a buddy of ours, he bought a house in... <clears throat> the north side of the same neighborhood that we live in a number of years ago. Yeah. And uh, I like the relationship that he has with his neighbors. He actually told me when I, so I told him when I was looking at buying this house uh, about that and just like asked him for some advice. <clears throat> he actually told me that he interviewed his neighbors before he bought the house. Oh, interesting. And so like as he toured the house and did the inspection and all that sort of stuff, he then like went to all of the next door neighbors like within a radius of two houses in every direction. Yeah. Uh, and just met everybody. And he was like, Yeah, if there were douchebags there, I was just gonna not buy that house. Honestly, it mat- like your neighbors and the relationship you have with mm-hmm. your neighbors really influence your experience yeah. of living in your home. Mm-hmm. That's a brilliant idea. I wish yeah. I had done that. So so yeah, now he and his uh, the guy so in our neighborhood it's really uh, common to have shared driveways, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so the couple that they share a driveway with, um, they agreed to redo the driveway together and split the costs and then redo the garage because it's a shared garage as well and just make it really nice. 
And like that, that can be a fucking nightmare. If your neighbor, the person that you share property line with and property with basically, if they're a dick, that can be like, maybe you just live your whole life in that house, the shitty garage that you didn't like because your neighbor is not willing to go halvesies on it with you, you know? Um, and then like their kids play together and like are around the same ages. And like, because they have this, like basically a compound, it's like two huge houses with, uh, they've knocked down the fences between their backyards so that they're like oh, dogs and cats and shit so nice. run back and forth. Yeah, it's great. Um, and their kids love it. And yeah, it's just, it, it's a fun place to host people too. Like, you know, if you send the kids off to grandma and grandpa's and you want to have all the, the parents and, you know, uh, associated adults over, it's just a nice place to drink outside and talk and play games and, you know, be stupid. And so, yeah, they've got, they got it down right. Their neighbors fucking rule. And so I want to, if possible, create something similar. Uh, I think like the makeup of our neighbors demographically kind of where they're at, you know, with their stuff might not make for the exact same ideal thing, but, um, but yeah, I'd like to get as close to something like that as possible. Yeah. I like that. So, all right. Have we have we beaten this horse to I death? I feel like we've be- beaten the horse to death. <laughs> there, it's just a thorough conversation. A thoroughbred conversation, cow. Wow. <laughs> all right, we're gonna end this because it's it's not spicy hours yet. Not spicy hours. This is coffee hours.